0: Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo Podcast, a safe space for honest, transparent, authentic, and real-life gist about being a mother, African style. I am your hostess with the mostest, Berry Dakara, and I am here to share the unique experiences of being an African mother. Thank you for tuning in. Oya, drop the kids, get comfy, and make we start! Hello, 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 and welcome to the seventeenth episode of the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast. As usual, I am your girl, Miss Barry Dakara. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. If you are a dedicated listener, welcome back. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to today's episode. Um, in this episode, I am going to interview Aisha. Aisha is a Tanzanian woman who now lives in South Africa. She's married to her husband, Kevin, and they have a beautiful three-year-old boy who's named Kai. Kai is biracial, and I thought it would be interesting to speak with Aisha about raising a biracial child. Um, This episode is going to be quite insightful. I learned quite a bit about... um, race in South Africa and um, I think that you're going to learn some things too. It's really interesting to see how race and um skin color is viewed and even some names that different, you know, skin colors are called. It's interesting to see how it's different in different parts of the world. Um, I have followed Aisha for a while for a few years now when she used to write about natural hair and now she has transitioned into writing and vlogging about her lifestyle and motherhood and also marriage. So just sit back and relax and listen to my conversation with Aisha. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the Mommy Oyo Oyoyo podcast. I would love for you to introduce yourself,
1: if you would, please. Okay. Well, my name is Aisha O'Reilly, and I am a digital content creator and a full-time influencer, um, speaker, uh, creative, and I like to call myself affectionately a professional chatterbox. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a mom. I'm a mom to Kai, who's three years old, and a wife to Kevin.
0: Awesome. And Kai is so cute. You guys should see videos of Kai. Kai is so cute and pictures. Aisha always shares them on um on Instagram and on YouTube. And um just for reference, um, I've mm-hmm. followed Aisha for years and years. Um back when I started <laughs> blogging um about natural hair. And the very first time I noticed Aisha was when I think that was when you posted it was the 30 days of like yes. different hairstyles.
1: 30 days like, oh exactly
0: 30 updos, exactly. 30 days, 30, yeah. 30 updos. And I was like, Oh my gosh, who's this girl? <laughs> like she's so creative. And you know, that's when I started following you, and I've followed you ever since, you know, from you know, my fro and I. Yes, now to yeah. um, Aisha and Life and I've seen like the rebranding from my friend and I to what you're doing now and I love it. I love Thank it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You've been such a great, you know, supporter and I don't like to use the word follower,
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> um,
1: but you know, I think the best way to say it is like online friend, you know, you've been such a great online friend to me over the few years and I still can't believe we actually never met in person. Um, I but I, yeah, I just, I've definitely noticed, you know, that you've been following me for a few years, as you said, from my transition of just focusing on natural hair and my natural hair journey to now um, talking about my life, um, specifically my, my, my life as a mom and a working mom and a, and a wife and, you know, um, womanhood in general and all of the different hats that we need to wear
0: yeah, and you've done it very seamlessly. The transition was really seamless. Like, at first Thank when you. you said you were moving to, you know, moving from just hair to your life, basically, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, you know what? I like her anyways. <laughs> I like her. I'm going to still um, follow her. And I love that you're growing. Um, I saw that you recently um had a master class. Yes. I was like, oh, okay. And then, now you're a full-time influencer, full-time digital Um content creator and I'm like look at Aisha look at this girl that I followed for. It. Look just look at everything she's doing and I'm so so um proud of you. I also noticed that you you won um was it the best social social media blogger for yes. the uh, SA blog awards?
1: Yes, yeah, that was wow. This has been such a great year for me. Um I won't lie. It's been it's been a really, really good year. Um, I've been working very hard trying to exactly that move, um, to that level where I am doing this full time and I'm, you know, working for myself full time. And, um, this year, as you mentioned, I launched my first, uh, class for my course, the business of blogging. And that for me is a, is a big thing for me to not just, you know, um, go through my journey as a blogger and leave it at that. I'm really about um, empowering other women, women who want to follow in my footsteps or, you know, just need that inspiration and that motivation to finally start doing something and blogging seems to be something that a lot of people are still really quite nervous about doing um, so i you know i hosted my first class and i'm going to continue doing classes um, in the near future watch this space um, just sharing my knowledge and some of the mistakes that i've made so that others don't repeat them and um, yes, and the the award, thank you so much for mentioning that, you know, sometimes you go through life and you achieve certain things and you reach certain goals, and you might celebrate them very, very quickly in that moment. moment, and then you kind of just continue going. And that's kind of been how I've treated this year, I guess, looking back on it, you know, I've ticked off quite a few things on my to-do list, so to say. Um, So when someone reminds me of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that that happened. (laughs) So. So thank you. Yes. um, I, uh, you know, I had the honor of receiving a South African Parenting Blog Award for best social media um, this year, especially I was in great company. There's just such amazing um, content creators, uh, my fellow colleagues, I guess you can call them, you know, my peers in this space that are doing such amazing work. And so I was really proud to have been um, chosen, you know, to win that award specifically amongst such great company.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm, ver- I'm very proud of you as well, Thank like you. I mentioned. <laughs> <you. laughs> and Thank it's so been a much. joy to watch you. <laughs> but Thank to you. Forget- you're welcome. We're going we're gonna to get started. Um, okay. We'll start with an easy question, uh, <laughs> which is what um, are some of your favorite things so far about motherhood? You know, Kai's three years old. Mm. Um, we're in the toddler phase, as you know. Uh-huh.
1: So what have
0: been your favorite um, experiences so far?
1: Wow. Um, that's It's an easy question, but it's also how do I answer it in a way that Is concise is what I'm thinking about right now. Um, At the moment, to be honest with you, uh, right now is currently my favorite time. This is my favorite time of being a mom. As much as people have been going on and on about the terrible twos and they say, oh, if you think terrible twos were bad, wait until you get to the threes. um, For me, I'm loving being a mom right now. Um, My kid is still you know, uh, a little bit dependent on me, which is quite nice for my mommy ego. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, he can also do so many things on his own. Um, I don't have to worry about leaving him in a room on his own, for example, you know, in his room, if he's playing with his toys or if he is um, reading a book. Um, I don't have to stress about him rolling off a bed you know, when he was a baby, um, if I needed to go to the loo quickly, I needed to take him with me. (laughs) Whereas now I can do that. I mean, granted, he still comes into the loo anyways, (laughs) whether, whether he, you know, it doesn't matter now that he's a kid, like a toddler, he still walks in anyway, but I'm just really loving that, um, semi-independence, um, that he has. Um, and also just seeing more and more of his personality is just amazing. Um, I picked it up as a baby, but now it's confirmed that he's very curious. He's very opinionated. He's a very, you know, strong-willed boy. But he's also so, so tender and so sweet. So I'm really enjoying having those conversations with him. He understands what I'm saying. And and he, you know, he's very he's very witty. He's very sharp. And he's funny. He's definitely... Uh, take it on my husband's sense of humor and he's able to crack jokes. So I'm loving all of the different dimensions of discovering him as a person. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely my favorite, my favorite part about it. And also um, seeing how the things that I've taught him or passed on to him are now almost like manifesting, you know, when I'm trying to teach him good manners, for example, and um, you know, I I see him or I hear him saying please and thank you to people and he's polite. And, you know, when I teach him how to wash his hands properly, you know, he remembers how to do so. So for me, that development is just the most amazing part. Witnessing that growth is the most amazing part of motherhood.
0: Oh, that's really, really sweet. Um, I'm happy that you mentioned that um, he's being funny like his dad, because yesterday I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I really love watching you and Kevin on YouTube because you guys are one of my favorite uh, YouTube couple.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> the things that Kevin says, I'm like,
1: what is this dude saying? And I'm like, <laughs> The silence. That is what I have to deal with sometimes, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I mean the banter between you guys and um just the 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 love that you guys have for each other, the respect, the mutual respect and admiration and you can tell, you know, that you're both um different, but you're both mm-hmm. together and yes. you're both very supportive of each other and I really, really like I had to mention that. I had to mention that. Um, but let's now get to like the main reason why uh, we're having this chat. Um, today's mm-hmm. episode, I wanted to, you know, discuss being, um, or rather raising a, a biracial child. Yes. Um, please tell me whether, I, I, know, I know you've um, said biracial, um, on your YouTube channel, But I found that some people find the term biracial offensive. I'm not quite sure why. Other people find mixed offensive. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So, which terminology is okay for you? Is biracial okay?
1: Yeah, I refer to Kai as both biracial and mixed. I'm totally fine with either term.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah. So
1: obviously, to
0: everyone who's listening, um, Aisha is a black woman and Kevin is white. Kevin, her husband is white. And so Aisha, you've talked about um, some of the comments and questions that have been thrown your way um, about being an interracial couple. Um, I know you've talked about that um, maybe two or three videos on your YouTube channel, but um, I'd like to know if any things, whether they're positive or negative, if there are any things that have been said or implied to you regarding having a biracial son.
1: Uh, wow. Um, yes, there are, there are some things that have been implied to me. Um, thankfully, from what I remember, <laughs> nothing has been um, sort of said or implied to me about my son that's negative. Um, at least not, you know, sort of overtly Negative. Um, Most of the time I do get, you know, in real life and online comments about his hair, for example, that his hair is a huge, almost topic that people like to um, touch on. And, uh, you know, so I guess in a way you can, you can look at it in a possibly negative way as well. When people say, oh, but your son's hair is beautiful. It's that nice, soft hair or yes. thank God he didn't get you know kinky hair. So for me, um, I didn't necessarily say I haven't really categorized that as a wholly negative comment. Um, because I know that uh, most of the time the intentions are good, they're trying to compliment him, but obviously it just comes across wrong because of all of the underlying sort of history behind the good hair versus bad hair kind of um, debate and and the historical context of biracial children's um, hair and looks. Um, thankfully, when I have received um, bad and offensive and hurtful comments, it has only been targeted, well, mostly to me, <laughs> to be honest, um, but also to my husband. No one so far has gone and crossed that line to say anything about my son, thankfully.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well that's that's a good thing. Um um <clears throat> I I know I read um I read Trevor Noah's book last year, um Born yeah. in Crime. Um, and I know you mentioned, um, the book in your video last year where you talked about raising a biracial child,
1: right.
0: Um uh, and Trevor talked about, you know, him being literally born a crime because back mm-hmm. then in South Africa, um, having a, a relationship between a black person and a white person was criminal. It was Ill- illegal. Yeah. Um, and you know, thank God, you know, times have changed. Right. Um, but I know that Kai is just three years old and, um, I'm pretty sure that you and Kevin have talked about how you, you know, plan to talk to him about race or um, South Africa's history or um, his heritage coming from, you know, interracial parents. And I'm just curious to know um, if you would share some of the plans that you have, you know, to expose him to. Um, I guess, the racial conversation and the history in South Africa, what you've done so far, probably nothing since he's just three. But um, just what are your plans um, for the future when he starts to ask questions?
1: Well, um, actually, that's the thing. Um, My husband and I, Kevin and I, um, I, I'm not even sure when we agreed to it, if there was necessarily an official agreement. But we never wanted it to be a conversation that we only start having with our son and any future children when something happens or something is said to them. Um, so we have actually, you know, been talking to him in as open a way as possible about race, in a way that he can understand Um, and little things like, for example, the books that I read to him, I'm a very, very passionate um, reader, Uh, you know, to my son, I really believe in the magic and power of books. And um, similarly, the actual power of representation in books. So when I buy books for him, I'm very conscious about what kind of books I, I choose. So um, there are very few, if any, books that he has as part of his collection where the main character is white. Um, and where I uh, i am very conscious of is trying to find books that depict interracial, multiracial families. Um, it's not that easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, but they are out there. And so I'm constantly looking at lists on Pinterest or just, you know, um, Googling or if I see something online and I save it so that it's on my to buy list of families where there is, you know, for example, there's one book of his where the, well, several, I think two, two books where the actual racial makeup of the parents is similar to ours. So the mother is black. And the the father is white. Um, Whether the main character is a little girl or a little boy at that point doesn't really matter for me. As long as he can still see himself as a biracial child in the books. Um, Other books that I do have of of him, um, for him, sorry are books that maybe have a group of children. And um, I make sure that this group of children has someone who looks like him. So a little um, little brown boy with curly hair or if it's a little brown girl with curly hair. Um, so we haven't avoided um, the race conversation or being overt about it. Um, it's just something that I think also because in our marriage, we're so comfortable with it. We're so open about it. Um, so when Kai was born into that, it wasn't one of those things that we thought, oh, let's talk about this when he's a little bit older and that he can understand. Um, Something that I'm very passionate about is, I heard somewhere, I can't remember where it was, but it was a quote um, and a sentiment that really stuck with me, and they said basically that racists um, are not... uh, they're not sort of uh, implicit with their beliefs when it comes to raising their children. They are very, very open about it. They're very adamant that that is the truth, you know, um, they believe in it. Um, and so one thing that that a lot of society, I think, kind of gets wrong is people try and avoid the topic of race, and especially with their children, um, in the hopes that uh, they don't have to talk about it. But for me, or rather what this person was saying, which I also believe, is that we need to combat um, how racists are raising their children um, with the same Uh, you know sort of vigor and energy and passion that they do Um, but we have to do the opposite so I don't want to ever have my child in a situation where he's been completely um, sort of shielded from the conversation of race and one day he's at school or he's minding his business in the playground and um, a child says something to him that is racially offensive. That's derogatory, and he doesn't know what to do with that. And that he—that's his first experience with it, and he has to come back home and explain that to us. So my husband and I are very much um, passionate about equipping Kai with the the tools, um, just like with every other potential problem that you know your child might come across as a parent you the whole point as a parent is to equip them with tools to to deal with life and certain situations or problems um and that's one of them because we know it is going to happen at some point
0: okay no i, I really really respect that um it is true that a lot of at least i see it here you know um where a three-year-old or four-year-old or five-year-old, you, you know, is espousing racist values. And it's like, wait, right. you're five. How do you know anything about this? And ob- mm-hmm. obviously, you know, that's how they've been raised. That's how, that's how they've been conditioned. Mm-hmm. And um, if your child, Kai, and other, you know, biracial children, even black children, um, mm-hmm. if other children who um don't have that racist standpoint, if, they, if they're if they not equipped with, you know, um, with ideologies that say that, you know, we're all the same, mm. regardless of your skin color, if they don't start young, then it's really hard for them to navigate, you know, um, experiences where they come across someone who's like oh well look at your skin color because of your skin color you know you're lower than me or you know the demeaning words or derogatory words towards them so I'm really glad that you you and Kevin are being intentional about teaching Kai about um, you know how to um, deal with this kind of life obviously yes he is young but um, exposing him to, to what could be out there now is, um, commendable.
1: Thank you. And you know, it's obviously the conversation, um, that we have with him, you can't compare it to the kind of conversation we would have with the 14 year old, for example. So it's very much age appropriate. Um, you know, if he asks questions, um, which he has started to ask, you know, like, Uh, why mommy's skin is this color and why is daddy's uh, skin this color, you know, and we don't shy away from it. We just explain that this is what it is and that's that. And he moves on with it. So it's still very age appropriate, but it's not completely shielding him um, and making it seem as though, uh, you know, this kind of difference doesn't exist at all, only for him to have quite a shock down the line. Right, right. Um,
0: the last question I have for you, um, in regards to this conversation is, um, based on the one drop theory. So over here in the States, um, there's this thing where, um, if your child has a drop of black blood, then the child is automatically considered to be black. Mm -hmm. So you have people like Halle Berry, Alicia Keys, Mariah Carey, Obama, who um, have, like, fully white parents and fully Black parents, but everyone refers to them as Black. Even Mara Carey, yes. <laughs> but people refer to them as Black, and some of them consider themselves to be Black. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure if it's the same um thing in South Africa. Um, you know, from reading Trevor Noah's book, um, mm-hmm. it almost seemed like being biracial was a... Race on its own, right? um but you know you live in there, obviously, you know what it's like in South Africa, but um in regards to you know the one drop theory like what what are your thoughts on on that
1: um okay, so this is a bit of a two prong um answer because i have I have thoughts on the one drop theory, and I also can share um, you know, how, uh, mixed kids and, uh, you know, children and, and people who aren't fully black or aren't fully white are referred to here in South Africa. So, um, let me start there. Uh, as, as you mentioned in, in Trevor Noah's book, I'm sure you, you, um, you might have maybe raised your eyebrow at the term colored because he explained that, um, he, he, uh, or rather, um, in South Africa, the racial groups are categorized as you know, white, black, Indian, uh, or Asian, mostly Indian, and colored. Mm-hmm. And I know the term colored, um, for anyone outside of South Africa, sounds quite harsh, <laughs> um, especially in the US, because that was a term used you know, in the 60s and, and earlier on to refer to black people. Um, Whereas here, it is actually uh, a racial and cultural category, which is really important. Um, And basically, colored people in South Africa are not, um, uh, you know, children of first generation interracial parents, if that makes sense. So colored people have parents, both sides of parents who are also colored, and they also have grandparents who are also colored. So um, that goes back to the history of South Africa. And, um, you know, before apartheid and, uh, you know, segregation and everything, there was a lot of mixing that happened um, between, you know, um, black people, the white settlers. Um, unfortunately, as, as I'm sure you can gather, it was, you know, a very violent um nature of mixing um and it was uh what ended up happening was a new uh racial group started emerging, which is basically uh people who are a mix of all of the races that were procreating at that time, and um they ended up marrying each other, right so you'll have a colored woman who will then married a colored man and they will then have a colored child and so on and so forth so um, as that became an actual um legal really really like a legal uh, racial term and group there was also culture uh that grew within that as well um so the kind of foods and the um the areas as well especially in apartheid um people were divided into you know white areas Uh, black areas, and Indian and colored. So you had colored townships, for example, um, and uh, colored and Indian um, sort of special uh, uh, privileges or permission um, that black people wouldn't uh, have access to. But they were still um, in the racial hierarchy of things were still considered lower than white people because they weren't considered pure white either. So, Trevor Noah was one of the, um, I guess, anomalies at that time when he grew up that he looked colored, um, but he actually came from interracial, an interracial marriage. Um, From what I remember, his mom and dad were married at some point. I can't remember for sure, but um, they were in a relationship um, and uh, he then came out technically biracial so there is still some it's it's really much it's quite up for to debate whenever i have conversations with people um here uh that sometimes people will say no but he's you know they'll refer to my son and say i guess the closest thing is that he's colored Um, I mean, I remember the other day, I opened up a little savings bank account for him um, over the phone and the lady asked me, you know, all his details and stuff. And she said, okay, what's the racial identity? And I said, "Um, what options do you have? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she said, well, it's the usual white, black or colored or Indian. I don't think you're Indian though, are you? Because she... You know, heard my my name and things like that, and I said, "Well, no, I'm I'm black, but his his um, father is white." So, and she goes, "Ooh, okay." So now even she had to pause because there isn't that box, you know, because um, she's like, "Can I say he's he's colored?" And then she stopped herself and said, "Actually, he's not, though. He's." There's, there's nothing colored about him because she's referring to the actual culture of being colored, you know. Um, uh-huh. so, so then she asked, well, what would you be comfortable with? I said, well, if I can tick, if you can tick two boxes, please tick white and African, black, black African. So I think that's what she ended up doing. Um, obviously with other forms, if there's an other option, then I will tick that and just write there. Um, mixed African plus white, something along those lines, because mm-hmm. the actual racial term of colored is is very different um, so then um, so, so that 's that about the the colored and, and biracial thing, and I think that is the case in quite a few um, other countries like I can say for sure um, in Tanzania, um, where i 'm originally from, you know there is a difference between someone who is mixed with black so half white half black and someone who is fully black. Um, so comparing that to the US, um, I understand that rule and the history of it and everything. Um, and I think at the end of the day if if a country understands the rules that they've they've sort of placed whether it's you know sort of implicit or not and everybody goes by that um, sort of rule and description, then I totally respect that and I understand as long as everybody's on the same page. I think it kind mm-hmm. of um, gets a bit tricky now in a global community, in a glo- global society, and online and everything, where some people might get offended or tell me that I'm, I'm wrong for calling my child biracial and that he is black. Whereas, but in the context of where he is, um, I'm not wrong, you know? But if he does, for example, move to the US, he also, at some point in his life, he will need to be aware of how people refer to him uh, or a so, child like him, you know. And um, in Tanzania, we we don't, I've, I have a biracial um, niece as well. They don't refer to her as, as black. They actually joke and say she's white, you know, um, because <laughs> it's almost like the reverse that if you have a little bit of whiteness in you, and it's obvious, especially in your hair texture and your skin complexion, then, you know, pe- some people might refer to you as, you know, white or that light skinned um, girl, you mm. know, it's never really that you are fully black. Yeah. That's really
0: interesting because I think um, in Nigeria, at least while, while growing up in Nigeria, um, we had friends who were mixed. And in Nigeria, we usually would call them um, if you're biracial we would say that you're half caste yes moving over to the US when I turned I moved here when I was 15 um, mm. and I found out that the term half caste was um, offensive to some people and I thought well I'm not quite sure why because it's not offensive where I come from mm. although some people now are beginning to say that they are offended because it's like you're saying that I'm half this like I'm not a full person, so I mean I understand where they're coming from, but um, you know, in terms of the whole biracial um, versus black thing, I know um, a few years ago Tay Diggs, the actor, um, mm. his ex wife was white is is white, and mm. so children are biracial, and he gave an interview where he mentioned that he doesn't like people calling his children black because they are biracial they have a fully white mother and oh backlash against him was so great that you know a lot of people are like how dare you say your children are not black and he's like but they are not yes,
1: they're not <laughs> <black>. <laughs> yeah
0: their mom is white like white white yeah. <laughs> she's not like yeah. mixture she's like white white so I really don't understand you know or why you're getting on my case about that but mm-hmm. um Thank you so much for the history lesson and the social lesson um, about um, how how race is um, viewed in South Africa. I know that over here in the States, um, up until maybe like the late 90s, um, you could only tick, you know, on the forums, you could only tick one um, racial demographic. Like, what are you? Are you white? Are you black? Are you um, Asian? that kind of thing. Are you Native American? But, um, from, from my research, um, I believe that it's now acceptable to tick more than one box and Mm -hmm. more people are ticking more than one box because their makeup is, you know, more than one. Some people take up to three, three boxes. So, um, it's just—it's really interesting that you brought that up, and um, I thank you very much for sharing your views and Kevin's views as well. Um, so, um, just to close out the conversation, um, could you please let people know where they can find you online, or on your website, your um, your blog, um, Instagram, your YouTube channel, everything. Let's find out where can we find Aisha.
1: Okay. Well, um, you can find me on social media. As Barry mentioned, I am on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, um, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, The handle for all of those platforms is the same. It's at AishaAndLife, A-I-S-H-A-A-N-D-L-I-F-E. And um, you can also find me on my blog, AishaAndLife.com. And uh, yeah, that is that is uh, essentially all of my channels and my YouTube channel as well. Yeah, it is Aisha and Life. Thank you so much for sharing that. And again, thank you so much
0: for agreeing to be on the Mommy Oyo Podcast. I think you're one of the first um, people that I posted on um, Mommy Oyo as an as our mom inspiration because. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you like I said, you know, I've followed you for like I said, I've followed you for a long time and you know, I am very proud of the woman that you are, the woman that you have become. And I know that there's so much more in store for you. And um I just wanna say, you know, mommy oyo oh, yo to you.
1: Oh, <laughs> um,
0: thank you. <laughs> please say hi to Kevin. One day we will meet somehow. I <laughs> i'm not sure how but we will we will make it happen we will make it happen
1: and i just wanted to say firstly thank you so much for inviting me on and um also you know uh, asking me to share my thoughts on on this um i know it's a very it can be a very tricky subject still in 2019 to to talk about but i think it's really important for us to be talking um there was a time you know, not long ago, when you think about it, where, you know, talking about race um, was not allowed. And uh, I think we should really embrace, um, you know, the, how open the world has become and how, you know, fluid um, travel has become and everything. It is a reality of our lives. I think the more we talk about it, the more we're going to start understanding each other. And understanding how much more similar we are rather than how different we are. And uh, so I thank you for you know giving me the opportunity to share that. I know that some people might not agree, but I don't think it's about agreeing. it's just about understanding. Um, so thank you and well done on this podcast. I'm really enjoying it. Um, there are very few platforms that allow modern, African moms to you know share our stories, and I think it's really important, especially to motivate and inspire each other to you know to keep going at this this uh, roller coaster that is motherhood.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that load of confidence. Um, everyone, please make sure you follow Aisha on um, her social media channels. Make sure you watch her videos. I never miss her videos, to be honest. I may not comment <laughs> on every single one, but I never miss her videos. Once I see, you know, the notification Aisha in Life, I'm like, oh, yes, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone, please visit her website And follow her on social media And make sure you watch her videos They're very insightful, they're funny They're so relatable Very, very, very relatable I mean, I've never met Aisha in my life But I feel like, oh yeah, she's my friend Somehow
1: Right, We're friends.
0: <laughs> So thank you again um, Aisha for being on the podcast Please give Kevin and Kai My love from their Nigerian sister And auntie <laughs>
1: <laughs> i will definitely thank you and big kisses to baby coco as well
0: thank you have a wonderful day okay you too <laughs> thanks bye okay
1: thanks bye
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the mommy oyo podcast out of everything you could be doing you chose to spend the time with me and i am truly grateful Please follow us on social media at Mommy Oyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast with your friends, your family, your co workers, and more. The Mommy Oyo Yo podcast, sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy Oyo Yo, Mommy Oyo Yo, Mommy Oyo Yo. See you next time.